It is uh, good. Good to see you. Glad you could be here this morning. Just want to know, is anybody still recovering from their tryptopan coma? Nobody? Really? Okay, as if I see you nodding off, then I know you're lying to me. So, uh, Any Black Friday shoppers? Anybody? Why are you so afraid? Like, we're not going to call you out. Okay. okay, you people are nuts. Okay, I love you, but good for you. There are some great deals to be had on Black Friday. I'm just, I'm not one of those guys, so... Uh, hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Happy belated Thanksgiving. Happy holidays to you. And we're just glad you're here with us this morning. I do also just want to say greetings to anyone watching us online as well. Glad you can join us. And uh, it's our hope that God will, will use today to really inspire you and encourage you as well. Or if you're watching this at a later time as well. So uh, just want to reiterate uh, today's a standalone message, and we're going to be starting our Christmas series next week. Pastor Brent will be back to kick that off. It's going to be fantastic. You're going to want to make sure you're here, uh, back here next week as Pastor Brent launches that series. And I just want to echo what Tyler said. Uh, Christmas is a big deal. We've found that people will come to church at least twice a year on Easter and Christmas. And so we just want you to know our heart. We want to capitalize on Christmas. We really do. We want the gospel message to be presented. We want people to hear about Jesus on Christmas. So we're, we're raising the bar this year, and we need your help. We're going to be honest, and we just want to make it the most excellent Sunday or Monday service we can. And uh, why? Because we believe people's eternal security is at stake. We want to see people move from light, or from dark, excuse me, into light, from the kingdom of hell into the kingdom of heaven, because that's what it's about. That's what this church is about. So we'd love to have you partner with us and get excited about Christmas coming up in, man, just like three, four weeks. Isn't that crazy? Ugh. Anyways, well... I want to start today um, by being completely transparent with you, and I want to tell you about a moment in my life where I really screwed up, and uh, I'm being completely serious, and to this day, it still haunts me. I, I, it still bothers me what I did. Um, it was back when I was in high school. And I was trying to seek the approval of this group of, of peers. And I wish I could say there were a day by the lockers. And they said, hey, Josh, what do you think of Shauna? Now, I've changed her name, but uh, Shauna was just not very popular, okay? Not, not very well known in the school. And I knew what they were looking for for me. I knew what the, the, the social, what they wanted to hear from me. And I knew what I would have to say to be kind of socially accepted by these guys. And so I'm ashamed to admit to you that I proceeded to lay into Shauna. And I said some really, really unkind things. I said things that were mean and hurtful and probably not true. And as I finished saying these things, I noticed that their eyes got big. And I thought, uh-oh. And I turned around, and who is standing behind me? Shauna. And as I turned around, I was like, oh. And I got ready. I was preparing myself for a royal tongue lashing, like retribution. But what happened next will forever be ingrained in my brain. She didn't say anything. But if a picture is worth a thousand words, the look on her face 
her countenance, in her demeanor, that I had just crushed her heart and her soul with the words that I said. She didn't say anything. The look on her face said it all. And she turned and she, she ran off crying. And to this day, I still feel absolutely terrible about what I did. Now listen to me. It is without a doubt, okay, that I have done more damage with my words than anything else. You've probably heard What a bunch of baloney hogwash, right? Friends, with my words, I have cut down people. I have hurt people. And you know what? I have embarrassed myself more than I care to admit. This tiny little muscle in my mouth has caused more damage than any other muscle in my body. In fact, there's this guy in the Bible named Solomon who says, do you know what? Your tongue is so powerful that it holds the power of life and death. It actually says that in Proverbs. Life and death. And that day when I said those words about Shana, I spoke death. And I'm embarrassed of that. A carefully chosen word can heal a friendship, right? Encourage my children. It can even rekindle love with my wife. But friends, a poorly chosen word, it can kill a friendship. It can tear down another human. And honestly, it can snuff out any love that I have in my life. This small muscle in my mouth, (laughs) I hate it sometimes. It has more power than all the other muscles in your body combined. And it's probably the hardest one to control. Several times a day, we have the choice, friends, to bring harm. You admit, okay, if you just, just humble ourselves, that you could work on your words. I know I can. I probably said something stupid this morning to somebody about something. I do it all the time. Maybe, friends, maybe you even said something over Thanksgiving just a couple days ago to someone that you wish you hadn't said. Well, here's the good news. God is a God of forgiveness and grace. That's the awesome news. He's the God of second chances. He's the God of 20 second chances. He's the God of 100 and second chances. That's the good news. So there's grace and forgiveness when we screw up in this area. And I thank God for that. But I believe we can all work on this area in our lives. And I just want to show you some wisdom today from God's Word and challenge you to consider the power of your words. Friends, especially over this holiday season. Why especially over the holiday season? Well, let's be honest. November and December, people are way more stressed. They're more amped up. They're more irritable. They're snippier during these months. Wouldn't you agree? I know I am. I'm not going to lie to you. And I think James 3, that's where we're going to camp for a little bit. James 3 is a great place to go to to help us to think about working on our words. To sum up what James says, he says this, that if you can control your mouth, that's about as perfect as anyone can get. Okay, That's about as perfect as you can get. When I think about that, the most mature people that I've ever met are the people that can what? Control their mouths. I genuinely believe that. 
And James gives us just three incredible illustrations about this little muscle in our mouth that I want to highlight for us today, just so we understand how powerful our tongue is. Starting at verse 3. Okay, here's what he says. Let's take a closer look. Let's just understand this muscle a little bit better. He says this in verse 3. He says, When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Now, I just thought, I, I brought a horse bit, okay? This tiny piece of metal, okay, it weighs maybe a pound. And I can steer a 1,000-pound animal with just this piece of metal. Think about that for a minute. I can even steer an animal up to 2,000 pounds with this bit. Get the correlation between our tongues and the horse bit. Second illustration, look at verse 4. It says this. Take ships as an example, okay? Although they are so large and driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder whenever, wherever the pilot wants to go. Now, obviously, we've come a long way, right? We've come a long way since we needed winds to carry us across the water. So let me modernize it for you, okay? Let's put it in today's terms. Think of an aircraft carrier. I have a picture of an aircraft carrier. Think about this. The largest ones are over three football fields long. Okay, wrap your brain around that. It weighs over 100,000 tons, and it can carry up to 5,000 crew members. Okay, James says that although they're driven by strong winds, or in what, in our case, really strong engines, it takes just a small rudder in the back to steer that enormous ship, the one pictured behind me. Think about how huge this thing is, okay? The amount of nuclear engine power it takes to move it. And then think about how small the rudder is compared to the rest of the ship. Friends, that tiny little rudder determines the direction of the entire crew and vessel. That's pretty awesome. That's some incredible power to steer. James gives us another illustration in verse 5. Here's what it says. It says, likewise, the tongue, right? These are illustrations about our tongue. The tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. And here's the other illustration. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. Now, you've probably seen there have just been countless and numerous fires out in California. I don't know if you guys have been watching CNN, watching the news. It seems like they're springing up all the time. And so we know just how destructive and damaging a fire can be. And it seems like every other month there's something going on in California with fires. And I remember one in particular, and I did a little research on this. There was one in the spring of 2012 that caught my attention. It was a big fire. And about two days into this fire, I have a picture of it. I don't know if it's up there. About two days into this fire, it had destroyed 39,000 acres in just two days that's approximately 60 square miles, okay? Millions of dollars, homes destroyed, okay? When all of a sudden, these parents show up with their 15-year-old kid at the police department. And the parents nudge the kid and say, tell them what you did. And this 15-year-old kid admits to the police that he's the one that started the fire because he was playing with this. He's playing with matches. Now just wrap your brain around this for, for a minute. Something so tiny that fits 
in the palm of my hand can cause millions and millions of dollars of destruction and damage. Friends, James says that our tongue likewise has the potential to cause immeasurable damage, that scale of damage. Our tongue, though it's as tiny as a match, can cause huge destruction. He goes on. He's not done with this illustration of fire. He says this in verse 6. He says this, And the tongue, your tongue, is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness. Now, don't miss this next phrase. Corrupting your entire body. You're like, what? That's what he's saying. Your tongue can actually corrupt your entire life. Think about it. Think about it. When you get snippy with your spouse, your spouse isn't just mad at your tongue. No, they're mad at you, right? (laughs) Okay? When a kid mouths off to his parents, they don't put the kid's tongue in a timeout. No, you put the whole kid in a timeout. If you say something unkind to your boss, it's not just your tongue that gets put on probation. No, it's all of you that gets put on probation. Friends, if you keep saying stupid things and hurtful things to the person you're dating, they don't just dump your mouth. They dump all of you. Right? It's true. Friends, with your tongue... Listen to me. You can burn down a relationship with the most important people in your life. You can burn down your relationship with your spouse. You can burn down your relationship with your kids. You could even burn down your entire future. All because we didn't control our tongues. Friends, you can burn it all down because that is the power of hurtful words. And it's not just, it's not just spoken words, right? Let's be honest. I can post something on Facebook. I can even use Instagram and put something under my picture, right? That is hurtful and damaging. Of us, and this one applies to me, maybe for some of us, it's sarcasm. <laughs> I will confess to you that that is the one that I wrestle with because there's been many times, and my, my, my family knows this, where We like to joke and we get silly and I I get sarcastic and it's funny, but then I take it too far. And we take it too far and all of a sudden I've hurt someone's feelings. I have to be careful about that. Maybe for some of us it's name calling. Maybe, Maybe for some of us we see another people group. We see... ...with our words. It's not right. And that shouldn't be the case. Maybe for some of us, it's, it's telling that inappropriate joke, trying to get that chuckle out of our, our, our friends and our buds. Friends, the power of words, even typed out, can do a load of damage. He goes on in verse 7. He says this, People, people can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. <laughs> Think about this. We can tame whales. I've been there. I've been to SeaWorld. I've seen them. They're amazing. We can tame dolphins. We can tame fish. All right? We can tame reptiles. We can tame birds. I've been to the bird show at the Minnesota Zoo. It's amazing, right? We've tamed birds. 
We can tame lions, tigers, and bears. Oh my, there you go. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. But no one, no one can tame the tongue. The tongue is untamable. That's what James is telling us. Here's, here's the part I don't like to share with you guys. And this is just a fact, okay? You will never, can I say that again? You will never be able to fully tame your tongue. It can't be done. But I don't want you to lose hope, okay? Because we can learn to control our tongue. You will never be able to fully tame it. But you know what? We can learn to control our tongues. And so for the rest of our time today, I just... I want to give you some practical steps as to how you can control this muscle in your mouth. Friends, especially <laughs> over the holiday season when everybody's amped up and tensions and stress are high, okay? So here's the acronym, S-T-E-P. Here's some practical steps for you. S Foundational, it's not that hard. And these are not rocket science, okay? But stop talking. Hit the pause button. Ask yourself this question, is what I'm about to say really necessary? It says this in Proverbs. It says in, in Proverbs 20, it says, Watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut. And what? You will stay out of trouble. Now, friends, let me just make a difference, a differentiate here. I'm not talking about if you see injustice taking place. If you see another person cutting down and doing something destructive and hurtful to another person, friends, you got to speak up. Okay? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you. When you know that you know that your words are going to be hurtful and painful, you need to just stop talking. Okay? Stop talking. Let me, let me tell you why. Let's say Christmas comes. Okay? kind of butt heads with this person sometimes, okay? And all, all it takes is one little comment from you or them to start that snowball rolling, okay? You've just, you've started the snowball and you can feel the tension. It's starting to raise. It's starting to rise and you get, this conversation starts to get a little more heated, a little more argumentative. Maybe this even happened to you over Thanksgiving. I don't know. And you're like this tube of toothpaste, Okay? You can just feel that pressure valve going up and up and up. And as they're speaking, what do we do in Minnesota? We're passive aggressive, right? That's what we do. But you feel the tension, right? And you're thinking, so what does your brain start to do? Your brain starts to think about all the good comebacks. Oh, man, you are, I'm going to give this person a piece of my mind. And you feel those words building behind your lips right there on pause in the conversation, and instead of stop talking, you just let them have it, okay? <laughs> and with your... Friends, here's the problem with this. If I asked you to come up here and put this back in the tube, you wouldn't be able to do it. In fact, in your attempts to try and scoop it and scrape it, what are you going to do? You're going to make a bigger mess. 
Here's the problem, friends, with your words. Once they're said, they can't be taken back. This is the mess you make. So friends, stop talking. So S, stop talking. If you find yourself in those situations where you're getting heated, it's okay to walk away. Stop talking. T, think before you speak. This is not rocket science. Think before you speak. Friends, I can't even tell you. I wish <laughs> I wish I would have paused and thought before I said those things about Shauna back in high school. I would have saved a world myself and her, a world of hurt and pain. I should have never said those things I did back then. It's because I didn't think straight. Did you know, friends, that neurologists have actually discovered that there is actually a gap between your words and your brain? They've actually discovered this. They've discovered that there is a quarter of a second gap and think in that quarter of a second we would save ourselves and others a whole lot of pain. We would. So I just want to encourage you, when you find yourself in those situations, stop talking. <laughs> Think before you speak. E, eliminate negative words. Eliminate negative words. Do you agree with me, friends? Do you agree that there are just certain words that we should just not have as a part of our vocabulary? They just shouldn't exist in our brains. Okay? You're ugly. You're stupid. I hate you. You don't do anything right. I wish you were never born. Those shouldn't even be in our vocabularies. Nothing will do more damage than phrases like that. We should cut I'm just I'm going to go off a little bit here on on swear words. I just I just am. Yeah, I sound like a fuddy-duddy. Okay. But are they necessary? Is it really necessary? Because what I've found is that when I, if, <laughs> when I found myself in those moments, and that's what I want to say, I have to say, I, you, do you know what swearing does? It doesn't just hurt the person they're directed at. You know what it does? It makes you look bad too. Can I just say that? I, I believe that. And I'm not very humble about that. I'm sorry. I, just, I think it's noise pollution. I don't think it's necessary. You know, this was made, this was made very clear to me, and, and God really convicted me on this. When I had first come to Christ, and I, me and my best friend Alex came to Christ about the same time. It was pretty cool. We uh, committed our lives to Jesus, and there was a pastor who just kind of took an interest in us, and, and he just spent time with us. He poured into us. He was my youth pastor at the time. So he took me and Alex golfing one day. Okay, we're not very good, but we like to golf, right? And we went, and we were still, we were still fresh. Okay, we're babies, okay? We're baby Christians. And every once in a while, you know, like I said, we're terrible. So we'd hit one, and we'd slice it off into the... I just, we weren't bad. We weren't, like, terrible. But we just, every once in a while, because we thought it was cool. And I still remember my pastor on, like, hole five or six. We got stuck behind a group, so we had some time to wait. And he came over and just gently and humbly said, you know, Josh, Alex, can, can I just get you to think about something? Like, yeah, what's up? I mean, we totally respected this guy. So, you know, 
no, not really. He's like, well, then, then why use those words? And then he dropped the ultimate bomb on us. He quoted scripture at us, okay? He says, you know what, you know what? He said, and, I, and I still remember it to this day. He says, you know what it actually says in, in Ephesians? It says, you know, it says this. It says, watch the way you talk. He says, you know, let nothing foul or dirty come out of your mouth. Say only what helps because each word is a gift. He quoted that at us on the golf course. I was like, oh, right? Conviction. And man, I'm telling you, it really got me and my friend thinking. And I realized, you're right, they're harmful words, especially when directed at another person. We don't need that in our vocabulary, friends. We don't. So friends, let's eliminate negative words. P, let's increase positive words. We need to increase our positive words this holiday season. I remember <laughs> a year or two ago, during the holiday season, I was at the grocery store waiting in line, okay? And this gal, okay, she had three kids, and, and you could just tell they were, they were antsy, and they're playing with all the stuff in the aisle. He bumped into me, kind of bumped into the back of me, you know? And the mom was, mom was all over. Mom was stressed and tense. And she's like, she goes, Dylan, get over here. Watch where you're going. And I just turned. It was, seriously, it was no big deal. I just said, hey, that's okay. Don't worry about it. No biggie. And I noticed that the kid, the boy, was wearing this Avengers T-shirt. So I said to the woman, I just said, hey, looks like you've got quite the brave little superhero there. That's all I said. And in that moment, I saw a transformation happen. I saw all the tension in that woman just ease out of her shoulders and her demeanor. And this little kid just lit up, okay? This little kid, he just, and he just, he just started talking at me a mile a minute about how much he loves the Avengers and his favorite Avenger is Thor because he's awesome because he has a hammer. And he just went on and on. And, but you could just tell for that gal, that's what she needed to hear. And she smiled proudly as he was bragging about the Avengers. And she says, yeah, he likes to protect mom a lot, you know, from the bed. And she just smiled. That's quite the brave superhero you've got there. And those positive words lifted the spirits in a way I didn't know that was possible. It lifted the spirits of both that boy and that mom. Now, was that hard for me to do? No. I remind Not some people. Everyone enjoys a fitting reply. It is wonderful to say the right thing at the right time. That's what this mom needed to hear. Friends, as we head into probably the most stressful month of the year for most people, what can you do? What can we do as a church to start speaking words of life instead of death? Okay? In the next 30 days, here's what I'm convinced. I'm convinced you're going to find yourself in a situation where you could practice one of those four steps. I'm convinced of this. I guarantee it because the holidays are stressful. In a situation where you need to stop talking. And you know what my hope is? My hope is in that moment. That I've actually prayed this for us this week. 
My hope is that the Holy Spirit will grab you by your sleeve and yank on your arm and say, don't say anything, bite your tongue. Stop talking. (laughs) That's my prayer for us because we know how damaging it can be if we make a mess with our words. Maybe in the next 30 days, you'll find yourself, and maybe for you, you're like, you know what, you're right. There's, there are words I have spoken about others that I should not have spoken. Friends, hey, thanks for your humility. I'm with you. So maybe for the next 30 days, I could challenge you. Take steps to eliminate those words and phrases from your vocabulary. Ask friends and family to help you. Say, you know what? I just, I've been thinking about this. I don't want to use these words anymore. Would you help me with this? And if you're, they're really serious, they're like, okay, we're going to put a little jar on the counter, right? And every time you use that phrase, you've got to drop a dollar in or something. I don't know, whatever. I've seen it work. Commit to that. Let's work on eliminating negative words. And friends, let's be honest, I believe that we can all increase our positive words over this holiday season. Man, the world is full of negativity and pain. We don't need to add to it. There's enough as it is. We need people who love Jesus, okay, to speak hope and life. And he told us to step into that role and say, speak words of life. That's what we're called to do. So friends, when you see an opportunity, man, take it. Take it. If God plants a positive thing into your mind towards someone, don't just sit there and think it. Say it. Speak those words of life. You have no idea how life-changing they may be. It's like when I see my wife interact with my kids and I just and she's just she's just in her sweet spot and it just makes my heart melt. And instead of just sitting there and smile, you know what I need to do? I need to go to her and say, Honey, you're the best. I love you. You're so good with our kids. That's way more helpful than if I just internalize it. Because that's gonna speak. Those powerful words to someone. Speak life instead of death. So friends, action steps. Action step. Here's what I want for you. In the next week, two weeks, 30 days, take your pick. Friends, are there words that you need to work to eliminate from your vocabulary? Ask for help. Talk with family and friends. Ask for them help. And you know what? Secondly, if God has put someone on your mind today that you need to encourage, someone that just makes you smile, Man, would you take that next step and would you speak positive words to them? Write them them a hug and speak those words and say, I appreciate you. Because we need more of that this holiday season. Maybe it's someone you've never even met before. Maybe you see someone in a job and you just need to go up to them and say, you know what, you're doing a great job. (laughs) You have no idea how powerful that can be. So let's work on eliminating negative words. Amen. Hey, let me pray for you guys, okay? Father God, first and foremost, we just want to confess and apologize for those times when we haven't bit our tongues and we've said things that were hurtful 
and mean, and it tore down another person. They were death words. God, we just were so sorry. We ask for your forgiveness in that. And Lord, I know that these are hard days. And so, Lord, I just pray we would be a church that would speak words of power, that we would speak words of life to those around us, God. And when we find ourselves in those situations getting heated, would you just yank on our arm, yank on our sleeve, poke to walk away? Lord, would you convict us as to those words and phrases that we have in our lives that we shouldn't even be speaking, Lord? Help us to eliminate those phrases and words from our vocabulary. And God, help us to have our eyes open for people that need an encouraging word this holiday season. And when you nudge us, we need to be encouraged. So help us to be that church that does that. Lord, we love you. Thank you that you are the God of grace and forgiveness. And when we screw up, we can come back and we get a do-over. Thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for Jesus Christ who walks with us every day. I pray now that you would walk with us into this week and guide our footsteps in everything that we do. We pray this in your son's powerful name and all God's people said, amen. Guys, have a great week. There'll be people up front to pray with you if you need prayer for anything.